John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltico. And this is the High Game Podcast. High Game Podcast, Ed. Yeah. What do we uh, What do we talk about, John? Oh, we always talk about guitars because we love them. Always talk about guitars. Where do we record the High Game Podcast from, John? Two secretly located, socially distant bunkers in West Seattle, Washington. That's 100% correct. Yeah. That's right. My socially distant bunker is... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm recording with a Shure SM7B. Those are great mics. People love it, right? Oh, yeah. The dulcet Ed Peterson tones. Oh, yeah. The smooth, smooth stylings of Ed. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good here in the basement. Are you staying safe, Ed, during this time of confinement? Yes. I walked to John's house a couple days ago, I guess. And that was my first time out of my house in over two weeks. And we stood, I don't know, probably greater than six feet apart. I'm going to say that we were standing at least 10 feet apart. Yeah, you were up on your porch. I was down on the street. (laughs) We were socially distancing. Yeah, I had a face mask on. That was very stylish. Vicky made it. Vicky made a bunch of face masks for the family. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess we should get some high-gain fabric and make high-gain face masks. That'd be dope. I suppose we could sacrifice a couple of (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah, Ed and John walking around promoting our podcast (laughs) on our face. On our corona masks. I don't even know what that says about us. Maybe I won't do that. It's cool. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. 
Beverages. Beverages, Ed. Ugh, my lockdown shit is on lockdown. Right now, I have a pear, pear, blackberry, raspberry smoothie. The reason it's got pears is because I've been doing bananas, oh. and we ran out, and we had this whole big thing of pears, so I just threw two pears into the blender. And how was that? Oh, it's delicious. It's delicious, John. With some chocolate protein powder, so it's like a chocolatey pear. Chocolatey pear. I could imagine chocolatey pear being like a real French restauranty sort of dessert, you know? I could see that. You know how I am. Fancy boy. With my non-fancy black coffee that I'm drinking out of a Dungeons and Dragons mug. Myself, I have my black coffee, the standard go-to. Love it. Always good. Always good. But you know what? Last week, you asked rhetorically mm -hmm. what kind of a monster would drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. Well, apparently that's me. You went just straight Coke? Big corn? I went big corn because, you know, we're social distancing. Right. And I didn't really get out. And, you know, what household doesn't have, like, some miscellaneous soda beverage lying around? If I had my druthers, we would not be drinking Coca-Cola. We would go solid Orca, don't you think? I need to ping Jan, make sure our friends up to the north are doing okay. Yep. And maybe while I'm at it, ask them to send me some beverages. Yeah, we need to inquire after their well-being. Exactly. Make sure everything's cool with Jan and company at Orca. Yes. And then, if they're open and shipping... I would love a little So Delicious. Is that what they were? I don't know if I've had any Orca beverage I did not like. Oh, absolutely. That song I played, Ed? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. It is Bill Withers, Ain't No Sunshine. Yes, we lost him. 81 years old. Not to Corona, I don't believe, correct? No, I think he had a heart ailment. I don't know. These days, we we bring it up on the show, and we kind of talk about it, and we dance around it. I think from just a historical thing, it'll be really interesting to look back at these few episodes where we've been locked down. God damn, I just wake up every morning, and it's like, if I see a celebrity name, they've done something terrible, or they have died of coronavirus, those are the two options when I see someone's name. It's all bad news recently. Got a guitar here, right? Yeah. It's a guitar. It is a guitar. It's not a bass. A lot of brands that make these things just call them bass sixes, but they are tuned, same as a guitar, E to E, mm -hmm. whereas a baritone might be tuned uh, as low as B. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Is that an actual distinction? Yes. Baritone versus bass six? Yes. I think I've always just kind of used those interchangeably. I don't think I've made that distinction. That is the distinction. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You're just hitting me with facts, and then I want to drill in on those facts, and I should just let it go. Well, I think that's great you want to drill into those facts, Ed. It means that you have a curious, flexible mindset about this. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> I thought that we would get into answering some of these questions. So I have here a Jerry Jones Longhorn Bass Six. Okay. Jerry Jones is a company that specialized in recreating Dan Electros. 
I say that in the past because they ceased production in about 2011. Okay. The vintage Dan Electros, you know what the beef is with them. Like, oh, the tuning machines are kind of crappy. and Right. The pickups and the bridge and all the kind of things that we know about the old Dan Electros. Yeah. Jerry Jones decided, I'm going to fix that. I don't know which one you have. Do you have a Longhorn? I do. That's what I picture Jerry Jones. And they made the weird, like, sitar. They did. But was the Longhorn, was that a Dan Electro body style? It was. Huh. I picture that body style straight up Jerry Jones. Nope. Huh. Jerry Jones didn't do anything that was not a Dan Electro. At that point, the IP or whatever was up for grabs, or did he actually license the body styles? As far as I know, he was clear to do it. Into the 90s, Dan Electro started reissuing its own stuff, and I wonder if the renewed interest and popularity of that led to Jerry Jones going out of business. I don't know. I wonder if vice versa. Did Dan Electro start remaking their stuff because of Jerry Jones? That could very well be, sure. Huh. So this started, Ed. Okay. In 1956. Do you remember our guy, Nat Daniel? Of course, yeah, from Dan Electro. He was making these things in beautiful, beautiful, Ed, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We can't pass this without noting that the second highest load of coronavirus cases right now is in New Jersey. So, you know, little thought for them. I will send nothing but positive vibes to Jersey for the next month or two or ten or whatever it is to get them through this. And then I'll go back to Jersey sucks. Jersey bashing? After. Yeah, I know how you are. Exactly. But for right now, God bless New Jersey. Yes. So our man Nat introduced in 1956 the UB2 six-string bass. And it looked like a normal Dan Electro with a single cutaway guitar shape. It wasn't any kind of longhorn, shorthorn thing. It was just Dan Electro looking. Yeah. Now, why would he have done this? Remember, the precision bass is 1950, so it's only been around popularly for five years or so at this point. Right. So what our man Nat was thinking was, if I make something like a six-string bass, maybe I can get these guys that are bass players to hop over to it. And then also I can interest the guitar players as well. They can feel like, hey, I can play kind of bass at the same time. Right, sure. And nobody had anything like it. So at that point, it was either this Dan Electro six-string bass or an actual electric bass from Fender, or you stick with your upright. Sure, grab an upright, get fucked. Yeah. When you had an upright bass on your track and you couldn't get the click that you would want off the upright bass, you get the six-string bass to play it. Yeah. Upright bass is playing that, and then the six-string bass is playing that, and so you get a pretty full bass sound. It was used to great effect on Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 1956. Here's a quote for you, Ed. Okay. This instrument is terrific for rhythm and melody and simply cannot be beat for combining both. With it, you will stand out from the crowd. That's fantastic. Standing out from the crowd. What a great quote, John. You like that? Oh, I love it. In 1956 dollars, Ed, how much is it going to cost you to stand out from the crowd with one of these six-string basses? Um, it is going to cost you $532. In 1956? Yeah. Holy crap. I don't even know how much that would be now. You want to stand out from the crowd. It's going to cost. It's only going to cost you $135 in 1956. Oh, my God. And that is way under the 2K rule today. It's only about 1300 bucks. 
Oh, really? I'm a big dummy. You are not, Ed. You were shocked at my guess. Well, I mean, that was five times as much as what it cost. <laughs> right. So not a very good guess. Like the kind of guess maybe a dumb guy would make. <laughs> <laughs> Old dumb Ed. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. I know what you're saying. So a couple of years later, they discontinue the six-string bass that looks like a regular guitar, and that's when Dan Electro gets into their horny boys. Okay. The Longhorn, like the one I have here. Yeah. A full 24 frets. Yep. Clear of the body. And the Shorthorn, which has, you know, the shorter horn, so less frets clear of the body. Those Jerry Jones, Dan Electro, Longhorn body style, uh-huh. I just hate it. I don't know why. I just don't like that thing at all. Yeah, I don't think I favor them too much my own self. That and the violin bass. Yeah. That Beatlesy like Paul McCartney. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the short horn version with the smaller scale yeah. and the less frets clear of the body. Does it look just like the longhorn version? It's just, I guess I don't know the difference between the two. So the short horn, imagine the cutaway on a regular Den Electro shape. Okay. Just put that on both sides, and that's a short horn. Maybe that one wouldn't be so upsetting to me. Yeah, it might not be so bad. And the short horn in 1958? Yeah. How much do you think that was? $127. $85. Whoa. Whoa. That's only 760 today dollars. Sub 1000. That is our new band name. Sub 1000? Mm -hmm. The Sub 1000s? That's a good name. That's one of the cheaper guitars at the time we've done in that 50s, 60s, 70s era. Crazy. I'm surprised you don't see more of those. I don't think they sold tremendously well. And you have to think that the more years that go by, 58, 59, 60, and so forth, then the more other people are putting out their own versions and the more you get kind of eclipsed. And that's exactly what happened. And... 1959, only a year later, then Gibson comes out with their EB-6. That's one, you'll recall, we actually did an episode on. Yep, I remember. It was Gibson's hollow body bass 6. I remember. Friend of the pod, Dylan. Friend of the pod, Dylan, loaned us that. Love it. And in short order, 1961, Fender brings out the Fender bass 6. So now they're in the game. And it takes off on everything from spaghetti western sounds to Dwayne Eddy kind of music. It's so distinctive that I can't imagine there being a band where like, oh, the guitar player plays a bass six. That just wouldn't be a thing. But having a bass six in the mix seems awesome. Nowadays, like a doomy band, oh, bass six and the doom, I'm into it. some fuzz on it. <laughs> oh, you want to hear something, Ed? Sure, John. Yeah, play me something. We got a little color from uh, a friend of ours. Okay. Named Dan. Dan DeMay. Oh, really? He is a fellow West Seattleite. We met him recently, and he has a company called Spun Loud Effects. Right. Right. Spunloud.com. He puts out short runs of pedals, and he recently finished a run of just 10 limited edition flangers. 
and he was kind enough in this socially isolated time to leave one in my mailbox. That is pretty sick. Yeah. It's like a flanger gun nutty. You want to hear what it sounds like? I think so. Yes. What do you think of that? I, I kind of love it. It's kind of swimmy. Come as you are. You know. Something like that? You know. Yeah, yeah. Some of that swimmy underwater stuff. Our man Dan designed and created this pedal specifically for Chris Rest. Do you know the band Lagwagon? I do, yeah. SoCal Boys punk pop kind of thing okay so he made one for for chris rest who's a guitar player in Lagwagon. and now and so then i guess he decided to make a limited run of 10 so if anybody wants in on this wacky flanger pedal yeah which actually isn't called a flanger pedal it's like flanger phaser kind of thing right it is called leon's railer phaser Ooh. if you go to spunloud.com yeah what our man Dan says about this pedal is, quote, just 10 of these pedals are available, and that will be all. Order one while you can. Just 10. From beautiful West Seattle. West Seattle. He's one of us. I think flanger's one of those sounds that, you know, you kind of need in the arsenal. Please don't play flanger on everything. Do you know the history of the flanger, Ed? Oh, I, um, mm, no. Have you ever seen a reel-to-reel tape machine? Two reels, yes. I'm f- super familiar. One reel feeds the tape through the machine, and the other reel takes the tape back up? Yep. The speed is kept uniform by the motors in the tape machine. What happens if those two reels are not moving at the same speed? Uh... I bet it makes real weird, wacky, like, wah-wah-y kind of sounds. That's that's my guess. It does. An engineer discovered this, I think, probably on a machine that wasn't calibrated, like maybe the motors were fucked up. I almost want to say he actually, like, pushed his hand down on the tape to intentionally slow it down. He pushed his hand not on the tape, but on the edges of the reels. Yeah, yeah. The edges of those reels, Ed? Yeah, yeah. Are called the flanges. That's a crazy story, John. That is why that effect is called flanging. So that little pedal has a tape in it, and then when you click the button, something pushes against the edge of that tape, is what you're saying. Yeah, little guy with little hands, really little hands. (laughs) Pushes against the flange. (laughs) That's right. This is the kind of magic that happens with guitar pedals. You're not going to get that just anywhere. Exactly. Not going to happen. You come to the high gain for these kind of facts. That's cool. I like that a lot. Okay, let's get back to the 
fundamental sound of this thing. Yeah. It's just two lipstick type pickups and a pickup selector. Here's the neck. Here's the bridge. And both. You know, I could imagine a guitar playing the chord and then you just double it on this thing and it's going to be a pretty fat sound. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't think you want just a bass six, but I think that combined with the regular guitar. Killer. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Jones made these and then 2011 retired. If you go to, I think it's uh, Jerry Jones Guitars, there's kind of like a stub of a page left that announces that, yes, they are no more. And it has a list of all the models yeah. they made and how much they might have been in 2011. Right. He says that he ceased operations and sold all the equipment in the factory. That thing you just said, sold all the equipment in the factory. So those Jerry Jones guitars, were they all made in the U.S.? Nashville, Tennessee. All of them? All of them. Man, I think just because of their Dan Electro body styles, I think even back in the day, I just pictured the Jerry Joneses as also like an import. I don't think I've ever actually played one. They were really popular because, as I mentioned earlier, he took the old kind of beloved designs, but then made them better. Yeah. Made them more reliable in terms of tuning wound his own pickups so those were maybe a little less noisy yeah. than the original dan electros would have been that i did not know i did not know they were all nashville crazy it does make me think that one of these in a just a regular shape could need to be in my arsenal the basics yeah yeah it would be fun it certainly would be cool to record with and i like the sound of this one probably better than the fender or the squire basics that's out now the Squire with the electrical guitar company necks, those are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. Gretsch makes a Black Falcon. Weird. Bass 6, that's pretty cool. It's got a tremolo arm on it. Huh. Did anyone play that Longhorn style? Glenn Campbell? Yeah. We love the Glenn Campbell. He was part of the Wrecking Crew. They were the group of kind of first call studio musicians in Los Angeles. How much of your childhood was spent watching Hee Haw? Quite a bit, probably. I watched quite a bit of Hee Haw, and he was on there all the time. He was the badass who was like top of the list. Did we lose him? Oh, man. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Ugh. So what I was going to say with that Jerry Jones Longhorn style, it's either your thing or it's not. I'm sure there's a lot of people who just love that body style, and you have to know it's weird. I really dig the breadwinner, which is a weird body shape kind of thing. But like, man, I am just not into that Longhorn. Not my thing, John. I sure do like the sound of it. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. Where'd we get that from, John? We borrowed this one from Uncle Frank over at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. That's fantastic. Uncle Frank and myself, both wearing masks. Great. Wiping down everything, staying six feet apart, which is really hysterical. Dude sets the guitar down and then backs away. Slowly. And then I come pick it up and back away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Handoff complete. Yeah, and he is still shipping guitars out. 
He is. He's doing limited physical deliveries. Yeah. But he is shipping stuff out. His website, thunderroadguitars.com, 100% functional. Yeah, yeah. And he's still getting things in, not as much as he was when the shop was open on a daily basis. Do you know, did Fender shut down their, like, manufacturing? Oh, that's a good question. Didn't the governor shut the whole state down? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Man, crazy. Well, you know, we're still going to be here doing our thing, Ed, because we're brave that way. Yeah, I've been posting a little bit on the Twitters, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've been more Instagrammy, Facebooky. Yeah, maybe the Pinterest. You're out there on Pinterest, just banging those boards, right? Uh, I added a whole bunch more beverages to Pinterest <laughs> for people following our beverage game at the high gain on Pinterest. Check it out. <gasps> You and my mom. I don't know if you're friends with my mom, but you should probably get on that Pinterest game with Dot. Does she like beverages and guitar ads and effects pedals and all of that, too? She likes Pinterest. I'll tell you what. We do get mail saying, hey, so-and-so like one of your things. Thehighgain.com. Thehighgain.com is also a great place to go. Instagram. LinkedIn. Patreon. Oh, patreon.com slash the high game. Yeah, I posted some beverage stuff this last week. Ooh. Great. So we're out there. We're out there on the internets. There we go. And so everybody stay healthy, be safe. Absolutely. And we'll be back here, I think, next week, John. Let's come back. Do it again. I think that we should. Okay. Let's do it again, Ed. Cool. Solid work, John. You too. <laughs>